And you are listening to the D49er Update. I am your host, Joel Vaughn. Um, this is the show in conjunction with the Daily 49er and 22 West, where we sometimes bring you news updates, other times arts updates, other times sports updates. But right now we actually have guests in the studio with us today. Um, we have um, some PRSSA peeps um, as public. If you would like to actually expand on that acronym, that would be great. Yeah, so um, PRSSA is Public Relations Student Society of America. So we are a national club that's on a lot of college campuses, and mm-hmm. we do a lot of PR stuff. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yeah, and you guys are also part of the Bateman team, which is um, a national competition, right, across PRSSSAs? Yes. All right. Um, well, let's go into introductions here. So, you know, feel free to... Say your name, title, what you do, and all that. Okay. Uh, my name is Bianca Granado, and I am the 2018 Bateman team leader. Um, I am a public relations manager, and I will be graduating this spring. All right. Nice. Um, I'm Diana Martinez. I'm this year's uh, creative director, and I'm also a public relations major, and I'll be graduating next fall. All right. Nice. Nice, guys. So... Now that general introductions are out of the way, why have you guys kind of done within PRSSSA? So within PRSSA, it's really cool because they open the doors to a lot of different things that you wouldn't get in the classroom. Um, and what I mean by that is we have guest speakers at our meetings. Mm-hmm. We go on career tours. So we get to see different avenues of PR instead of just being in the classroom and just hearing what your professors tell you. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of networking opportunities, um, not only among like each other, but also they connect us with um, other uh, guest speakers and just take us on um, events and just offer a lot of opportunities. Okay, cool. So what are some of those events? Um, what are some of those guest speakers? And then what are some of those networking opportunities you've gotten? So on our own campus, we do have meetings regularly, and sometimes we bring in speakers that the last speaker that I attended um, the meeting for, she was from AEG Entertainment. So she introduced us to a whole world of entertainment PR from how to deal with crisis that happen immediately and what you're supposed to do as a PR specialist and um, just the different clients that she gets to work with. She does a lot of like stuff for sports, so Alley Kings, um, Staples Center, and different like big name stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, PRSSA has also taken us on a um, Taco Bell tour. A Taco their, Bell tour. Yeah, yes. of their <laughs> PR headquarters. Um, it was really exciting. Um, we got to just um, get information on like what exactly they do, and there, there's more to just you know their really fun social media. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like when you think of Taco Bell, you think about their Twitter. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot more that they do. They that's, have really cool headquarters and office. It was great. Yeah, that's kind of a trend among fast food chains yeah. right now, creative, particularly social media, mm-hmm. PR. Yeah. Um, and kind of um, branching off of that, what are you looking to kind of get into in PR Like once you graduate? When I graduate, I want to do nonprofit PR. Mm-hmm. So uh, nonprofit and social good. That's like the area that I want to go into. Yeah. Nice, nice. So, nonprofit, social good. What about you, man? Yeah, I pretty much the same thing. I'm interested in going into nonprofit, which is why the whole Bateman competition was so exciting for me because yes. our client is a nonprofit. Yeah, and is that kind of the only thing that's kind of drawn you into nonprofit work, or what addition has gone that way? Um, I've always just had like a passion for nonprofit and social good. 
um, and being able to be on the Bateman team and actually experience what nonprofit work entails mm-hmm. um, has kind of just clarified that for me that that's what I want to do. Nonprofit work just kind of gives you the opportunity to do some good, right? Mm-hmm. Because Bianca and I aren't going to be doctors or nurses or yeah. like, you know, something noble like that. Yeah. Um, and But just because we're in PR doesn't mean that we can't, you know, provide something nice. To, mm-hmm. you know. And what are some areas that you could see like providing like nice things towards, I guess you could say nice thing. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, um, like promote, like, is there any like, you know, particular like, uh, actual nonprofit organization or movement that needs a light shined on? Well, I think we could both, Diana and I could definitely both agree that with purpose. Yeah. Um, our client is, they're a very new client, so I feel like they, we're able to help them a lot. Mm-hmm. I think pretty much anything with, um, that works with children, movements with children, or like helping um, women or families that are, you know, in need I feel like if that's that's the type of nonprofit work that I want to, want to work with mm-hmm. and with that we can actually probably start moving into your client right now um, so who is your client that you're representing around this time this semester our client this um, for this competition is with purpose mm-hmm. and um, with purpose is a nonprofit organization that's centered around childhood cancer and um, they just started in 2014 so like I said they're fairly new mm-hmm. and how they got created was um, Sam he was diagnosed with a rare form of brain cancer and during this time his parents discovered all these startling facts about childhood cancer that in 30 years there's only been three new treatments for childhood cancer Mm -hmm. Um, for the national um, budget for cancer research only 4% is going to childhood cancer so their goal is to make a change and do something about that Mm-hmm. And how are you guys kind of looking to help with that change and draw attention towards this issue? Well, we have uh, a campaign based around some social media and also community um, involving our community because with purpose things that um, that's very important um, as well as getting the youth involved mm-hmm. because it is a youth-led um, nonprofit, meaning that I mean, we can all agree. I think the youth are the future. Mm-hmm. It's important that they are involved somehow and keep it alive. So we're basically working with, um, we're partnering with local Long Beach businesses um, and raising um, money for not with purpose. So we're hosting fundraisers all throughout the month, um, and then we're getting the youth involved by reaching out to high school students and. Um, informing them about these facts and maybe inspiring somebody to start like their own with purpose chapter Mm -hmm. and then what are some of those businesses that you're reaching out to and what have you kind of done with the high schools so recreational coffee shop is actually one of our businesses well not our businesses but one of the businesses that's partnering with us um so they're partnering with us for the whole campaign so from february 15th when our implementation began to march 15th um all stickers that they sell, 100% of that sale will go back to With Purpose. Mm-hmm. Ambient Skincare is also partnering with us for our whole campaign. And then tomorrow we're actually having a fundraiser at Deli News Pizza. Mm-hmm. But those are just a few of them. There's, There's a ton more that... Yeah. Uh, anything else to add? Or? No? Okay. Well, I mean, we'll have um, Aaron from... Uh, 
with purpose on the line later as well after a commercial break. But let's kind of circle back to you, PRSSA, and what kind of like your tenants are in PRSSA and like how you're taking that over to um, working in the Bateman competition and with purpose. So every guest speaker that we have in PRSSA really emphasizes the importance of networking. And we always hear it so much. I think that sometimes we're just like, okay, like they say that all the time. Like, is that really important? Mm -hmm. But through this competition, I've realized that networking is very important because we have a budget. We have a budget for our in-kind donation and to be able to reach out to businesses confidently and say like, hey, like this is what we're doing. Like, we think you would be great to partner with. Like, are you interested? And I think that I wouldn't have those skills if it wasn't for PRSSA Hmm. and for those people that we bring in. And then how has PRSSA, like in ways like kind of um, develop those skills? Like how is it like, like what are like your specific like, um, like tenants when you're working and trying to promote a nonprofit? Like, yeah. Stare down here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I think it just goes back down to like networking with just even among each other. Because mm-hmm. I mean, um, some of us have, you know, um, some of us here in the department are already have like their influencers, and they've had already they've worked with um, brands, and they have like that type of experience that maybe we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them have blogs. Some of them have this, and there, it's all this insight and like going to these meetings, going to the mixers, um, getting to know each other, um, pretty much just helps us out in that aspect. Mm -hmm. Not only like in the aspect that they bring guest speakers and stuff like that, but just among each other Mm -hmm. that we just are able to learn from each other. Mm -hmm. And is there anyone particularly notable that you've connected with or? Um, I found there was a, fashion blogger in my class mm-hmm. it was just really exciting to know like uh the types of like what it takes to partner with a brand mm-hmm. or like the all the rules that come with that and like it's not as just as easy as it may appear mm-hmm. so i think just having that inside knowledge it was exciting for me <laughs> yeah and what are some of those rules and where are like some of those ways in which you would assume it's easy but it's actually not well i mean I thought, okay, so you look at a blog and somebody is, you know, personal style. So it's like, oh, you just take a couple photos, post them. Mm-hmm. That's all there is to it. But when you're working with a brand, um, now usually brands do not pay you mm-hmm. for when you start out. You do not pay you for um, posting. Uh, let's say you're wearing one of their tops, one of their shirts. Um, they'll be like, okay, well, if you want us to feature it on our Instagram, um, you have to do this. You have to basically take a photo of it. Don't um, no other visible brands. You have to use the right hashtag and um, use this caption. Mm-hmm. And also, it's not paid. You have to do, follow all these types of rules, and then you kind of just build a relationship with the brand, and then maybe in the future they'll pay you. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that it was just wouldn't there wasn't much to it, but mm-hmm. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. And what's it kind of like building that relationship with uh, nonprofits then? For me, this is my first time working with a nonprofit for mm-hmm. a PR campaign like this. Um, I mean, PR CSA does provide us rules that we have to go by, um, specifically when it comes to like branding and the logo. But with purpose, is very friendly and very helpful, and they're happy that we're doing this campaign. So there's not too much like, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So so far, it's been a fairly easy process partnering with them. Mm-hmm. 
And then what are kind of some like what is like the actual um, like process and like competition style like then behind like Bateman since you are um, these groupings of colleges all representing one client. Yeah. So we had our first client meeting with Aaron, the founder of With Purpose, um, back in November, December ish. And it was just a conference call. So all the schools got a phone in and she told us about With Purpose. And then PRSSA sends us a rule book. And um, it's the rules. I mean, there are rules and Mm -hmm. it's difficult for us to work around them sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, But like I said, With Purpose is very like open to our questions and they're helpful. And um, I think that they're just excited to see us like so involved. And um, yeah, the competition rules themselves are a little harder than like just working with yeah with Aaron and with purpose. Mm-hmm. The competition rules are, like give us a budget, and mm-hmm. we're not allowed to like fundraise or like add extra money to the budget. Mm-hmm. We're we're giving a month for implementation, mm-hmm. which is. A very short amount of time. Yeah, so you, you're under pressure, <laughs> yeah, like right away. Yeah, and I think for us, the hard part was um, our impl- our implementation began on Thursday, and we had an event this past Sunday, but we couldn't reach out to the media until mm-hmm. Thursday. Mm-hmm. So that was like a roadblock for us. And like, how can we get creative and still get people to know about our event because we want to still follow those rules? Yeah. So we only so. had a couple days to promote it because those are the rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, overall, it went well. Yeah. yeah. And then what's kind of like the um, end result you're hoping for from participating in this Bateman pr- um, competition and being under that pressure as well? Like for us or for the n- nonprofit? Um, for both, actually, would be great. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, it'd be really awesome to bring home a win for Long Beach. Um, but at the end of the day, we want to raise awareness for childhood cancer. And we want people to realize that there's not enough money being given to childhood cancer research and that why is it that we're in 2018 and 40 kids a day are still being diagnosed with cancer Mm -hmm. and one in five of those is not going to survive so i think that it would be great to win but also it would be great if our community got more involved with the movement Mm -hmm. yeah um i just think awareness is important out of this um i mean um cancer is the number one cause of death for children Mm -hmm. and i feel like that should i don't know we should care more about that yeah (laughs) so i it's it's not just about the competition then it's it's actually like doing a uh once again with purpose per (laughs) a purposeful like actual like campaign yeah yeah this is um like I said, we're not doctors, nurses, or anything, and I wouldn't. Our job would never compare to them. Yeah. But this is our opportunity to do something like good for the, you know, the movement. To be a voice for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, what are some um, things that other people can do to kind of help this movement along as well? So we do have a Facebook page that people could follow and keep up with our events and like from all our fundraisers, money is going to be given to with purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, people could start up chapters. That's one of our goals is to get someone on this campus to start a chapter of with purpose, someone at the local high school to start a chapter. Uh, people could host events and raise funds mm-hmm. through those events for with purpose. Mm-hmm. They can also attend one of our uh, fundraisers this month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, of course, that's your fundraisers working with local Long Beach businesses as yeah. well, so that yeah. draws in more attention to them mm-hmm. as well. So it's it's just, it's a net good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Our fundraisers are great because it's able 
it gives us the opportunity to create awareness and actually raise awareness and um, to raise funds at the same time. So yeah. we're kind of hitting both both of those at one time, and mm-hmm. that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. They can actually find like a full list of all the fundraisers we're hosting this month um, on our Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash with purpose LB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys. Well, um, before we jump to a brief commercial break here, do you have anything else to add? Or? I would just <laughs> say that uh, we're just really excited and uh, it's really cool to have this opportunity to be able to work on a campaign for something that's so um, important and something that we're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And we're excited to be sharing it here with you. All right. Awesome. <laughs> well, this is the D49er update, guys, on 22 West Media. That is 88.1 HD3, Long Beach, Los Angeles. Um, if you are listening to this on SoundCloud, Google Play, or iTunes, we will be back in literally a second. But for those of you who are listening to us live, here is a few minutes of commercials. All right, so this is the D49er update on 22westmedia.com in conjunction with the Daily 49er. Um, We run from 7 to 8 o'clock live and then are reposted on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play the next day. So we have Aaron with Purpose um, in our studio today calling in from the East Coast. How's it going, Aaron? It's good. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. We had a little bit of... uh, issues with the phone there earlier but we got them resolved so um if you would like to jump right into the interview or sounds good all right so if you can kind of give us um the backstory behind with purpose and kind of how the organization came back together back in 2014 sure um so uh i mean it really started in july of 2013 when my two-year-old son, Sam, was diagnosed with a terminal type of brain cancer called DIPG. Um, that was really, I mean, that's it's a life-defining moment, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, I was pregnant with twins at the time of his diagnosis and um, gave birth 10 days after he was diagnosed. So, um, I, I mean, that, that sort of is the birthplace of with purpose <laughs> is that moment in, in mm-hmm. time. Um, uh, Sam was supposed to live uh, less than a year, but he actually survived longer than that. And, and uh, after the initial shock of everything, we kind of hit this rhythm in life where things had become, quote, unquote, more normal than usual. Um, mm. We were in active treatment, and we had kind of settled into, um, you know, Sam was going to preschool. He was playing with friends. Um, and uh, But... You know, he was still in danger, uh-huh. right? It was kind in of mortal danger. Mm-hmm. It was kind of just. The, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say it was kind of just incorporated into your daily life to a certain extent. Like, yeah, that must exactly. be exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way I think about it is like it was like as if death was following us around, mm-hmm. right? Everything we did, death was a presence in our life. Um, and, and so Sam is still in danger, and, like, when you're a parent, you if your kid's in danger, that creates this, like, fire, this energy in you, and you want to save them. So if there's, like, a truck on your kid, you're going to try to lift it up, right? But there's mm-hmm. no truck. There's nothing I could do except try to learn more about why, in 2013, is there 
a type of cancer that we have no life-saving treatment options for. Mm-hmm. There's no opportunity to save them. And so I, we started asking questions of our doctors, of all the doctors who had, who had given us second, third, and fourth opinions um, at the beginning of his um, diagnosis. We talked to other advocates, researchers, parents who had dealt with similar diseases and just kept asking, you know, why, what's going on with childhood cancer? And, you know, what we found out was we're not really great at treating childhood cancer in the United States. Where are some of those downfalls and where are um, areas that cancer treatment for children could improve? So really, I think the biggest problem is there's just stagnant progress. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's driven by a lot of things. So by stagnant, I mean, in the last 30 years, there's only been four new treatments FDA approved to treat childhood cancers. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that we still treat most types of childhood cancer the same way we did 40 years ago, right? So if if you had been, if I had been diagnosed with my son's disease when I was two years old, I would have gotten the same treatment regimen as he did. Mm-hmm. Um, And there's a couple things driving that. It's a lack of funding, um, both at a federal level and, you know, a lot of clinical trial research is is funded by pharmaceutical companies. Um, So, for example, pharmaceutical companies fund roughly 60% of clinical trials um, for adult cancers. And the reason is if they bring a a drug to market, you know, before their competitors, there's a big profit involved. Uh, and that's not true for childhood cancers because the population of kids who get any specific type of cancer is just not big enough to be profitable. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that to demonize pharmaceutical companies. I say it um, because it's a real barrier yeah. and it's the system that we have to work in. And we have to figure out how to bring them into the fold if we're going to change that number, the number four <laughs> in the last 30 years to much higher if we're going to drive innovation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's a combination for pushing for more trials and then also raising money for trials then as well. Is that correct? Well, raising money, maybe. I mean, pharmaceutical companies have money to invest. Clinical trials are incredibly expensive and incredibly lengthy. Mm -hmm. And um, no philanthropy, as hard as we all work, to raise money for this and there's lots of amazing organizations raising tens of millions of dollars every year that might fund one trial on one type of drug mm-hmm. you know in one discovery so we have to there has to be a better way of funding it and and, and frankly philanthropy just doesn't have the money mm-hmm. um so yeah it's a, it's about incentivizing those companies to participate in the process and um there's some really smart people thinking about this process and um we partner with them, we collaborate to try to, you know, not only drive awareness of the issue, but also, you know, to fund them Mm -hmm. so that they keep going. These are hard problems to solve. They're not going to be done by one organization, right? It's going to take, it's going to take all of us. And what are some of those people that you are working with and what are some of those um, methods that you're using to one, raise awareness and drive attention towards this issue? Um, so we've funneled money to a couple different organizations and, and worked alongside them. Uh, the one um, I'm thinking of is a group called Kids Versus Cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, their group that works out of D.C. 
It's an organization that was founded by a mom who lost her son to cancer. Um, and she works on these big problems, on these barriers. There are a lot of um, talented, smart scientists doing work, good work, to try to save kids. Um, and there are reasons that some of their discoveries don't ever turn into any real treatments for kids. Um, and she's trying to figure out what those are and, and, and you know, shift the system. Um, and that, the pharmaceutical company issue is, is one that, that we've been thinking about a lot and that she's been making real change on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And then you've also worked in youth-led activism as well. Is that correct? Yeah, so it's kind of interesting when you, you know, we started a nonprofit as a way to kind of funnel energy and be a part of solving a problem that, that killed our son, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and we had lots of ideas about what was purpose would be and what our strategy was going to be. But what happened was a lot of young people in our lives, from college students to some of Sam's neighborhood friends, um, to like his would-be kindergarten class, right? His potential classmates. I mean, they they approached us and said, "We want to help. We want to get involved with this purpose. We have this idea. Can we do this? Is this sound good?" Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what we kind of found was, young people um, are an incredible source of energy and ideas and innovation and creativity and that if we can empower them not only to be aware of the issues surrounding childhood cancer research in the U.S., but to feel like they can actually make a difference in a hard problem, mm-hmm. um, that that that's probably the best investment we can make. Mm-hmm. Like we, I truly think it'll be the next generation of leaders that'll change the story for childhood cancer. And so I feel um, like truly honored to, to, to work alongside young people <laughs> um, mm-hmm. who would never say no. They yeah. only look for ways of doing things. Um, and it makes me feel um, like with purpose is Sam's, it's like what I have left of him, mm-hmm. you know? And if, if it needs to always feel good and right and authentic and, um, the young people do that mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Every time I think, you know, like, I, I don't know, I set my expectations high and every time I work with a new set of students or, um, or you know, young adults, they, they always exceed my expectations. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. So there's, al- there's not ever um, much to do to really mobilize them then. And they kind of um, come to you and you facilitate like them um, spreading awareness of this issue. Well, I actively seek opportunities to work with young people too. Mm-hmm. So it's both, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, I feel like, I mean, honestly, when Sam died in 2016, I didn't know if I could keep doing with purpose. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe it would just be a thing I did um, you know, and that that's good enough, right? We raised some money, we did some good, but let's get on with our lives. I don't know if I can stay active in this and, and, and engage with the disease that took him away from me every day. But they didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't even really have a choice. Like young people just kept coming up to me mm-hmm. and saying, I want to do this, I want to do this. And I, they showed me the way forward with mm-hmm. this purpose, 
right? Mm-hmm. And and I, it was in those moments that I was like, oh, it was like a light bulb, mm-hmm. right? Like, this is what with purpose is. It's kind of we a shining beacon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was like the answer. And, it, um, you know, and since since that, like, answer, I've, uh, you know, finally occurred to me, <laughs> it feels after like a year and a half or two years of running the organization, um, you know, I've more actively sought opportunities, like, to work with young people because they're awesome, like the Bateman competition. Yeah. Right? And what has mm-hmm. it kind of been like um, working with um, the Bateman teams across the U.S.? And what have you seen them do? And how has this kind of, how do you see this further um, bolstering support for With Purpose? It's been such an incredible opportunity. Um, like, like I said, I had a, so, I mean, I knew going in that there'd be, you know, dozens of teams that were going to, you know, engage with our organization, learn about our mission, and then, you know, spread awareness and and and, and raise a little money in their communities. Um, and it, I, I thought it was a huge opportunity. And the campaigns launched um, just about a week ago. And I have to say, like, not only have these, <laughs> what these kids have put together is, it's professional mm-hmm. right it's not it's it's in no way could i accomplish this even if i hired like a, a team dedicated to just doing raising awareness across the country with a campaign it wouldn't be as effective as these kids are and the reason is is they know their communities mm-hmm. they know what's effective they know what's motivating to to their peers you know um and so and that's the information they're using to drive these things. Um, and it's really, honestly, I it's one of the most inspiring things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. To watch these kids take something and make it their own and, and do some good in the world and, and, and help me keep my son's light shining, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It, I mean, that, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, once again, that other beacon of hope, just kind of shining the distance, like carrying on the... Um, purpose of with purpose, I guess you could say, um, of raising awareness for childhood cancer. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's um, it's 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 humbling, mm. honestly, is what is mostly how I feel, and it's a lot of work, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of awesome, right? Yeah, <laughs> but um, it's the best kind of work. It's mm. just talking about my favorite person and my favorite thing, um to a lot of people who are open to hearing that message and like willing to help me spread it. Mm-hmm. How amazing is that? Yeah. And did you expect it to like kind of um, keep spreading like this afterwards or? I sure hope so. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of what we're thinking about now is we're in the midst of this incredible, um, you know, uptick and energy and engagement with our mission and our organization. And so, how do we keep that momentum going? It's a hard question, but I bet they'll have answers for us, the young people who yeah. are doing this. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably where I'll start, is by asking them. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we also have the Bateman team in the actual studio with us today. So, yeah, if you guys yeah. want to say hey. Hi, Erin. Um, this is me, Bianca. <laughs> I finally hey, get to Bianca. hear your voice and not just correspond over email. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's awesome. It's awesome to finally talk to you, and maybe we can even have a video chat at some point. That yes, would be better. We would definitely <laughs> love that. Hi, Erin. Um, I'm Diana. I'm I'm the creative director um, for the Long Beach Bateman team. It's nice hey, to talk Diana. to you. Hey, Diana. You too. <laughs> 
Um, we actually like wanted to ask you a question while uh, we're on air, and uh, obviously, like we're loving doing this campaign, and um, my team is super passionate about with purpose, and um, we've had just such a great um, result from our community and feedback from them. But uh, we were just wondering, um, how did you get involved with Bateman? Like, how did you find out about it? I know, right? Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) such a good question. Um, I talk to everybody all the time about with purpose um, (laughs) and about Sam. uh, And it's it's really like it's a way that I grieve. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a way for me to like experience the emotions involved in like not having him present anymore um I have to run through it like I can't I I just can't not pretend it's there so I talk to everybody I mean like truly like everybody it's it's almost embarrassing and in one of those conversations um you know I was talking to some colleagues of a friend of mine um and they one of them used to be a PR professional and I was just meeting with them seeing if we could get some students from this one school involved in with purpose maybe in starting a chapter and um and they were like you need to you need to look at the Bateman competition and that's the first I had ever heard of it so I googled it and I got some contact information um for some people at the PRSSA and I just cold called them. So I was like, hi, I'm Erin. I'll learn more about the Bateman competition. I feel like we should be your client. And that's how it started. And then we were lucky enough to, to be selected. And like, here we are in the, the thick of it. So um, it's my big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you gotta, you gotta do it. Yeah. Uh, how exciting. Yeah. We were looking for one school to get involved and instead you got over a dozen. Like dozens. <laughs> yeah. I know. I just got goosebumps when you said that. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, So how do you feel about the first week? I mean, I know you said that, you know, what you saw was professional, but, like, what did you guys, what was your reaction when you saw all our, everyone's posts on social media and everything? It's, it's so overwhelming, um, but, like, in the best way possible. So um, how do I explain, like, the, the, like, of a nonprofit, like I'm always on right and I'm always like talking about with purpose and trying to get people excited and and there's like it's like waves right there's these upticks where everybody's like yeah 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 this is cool and then you know people lose momentum and they go back to their lives and their families and their jobs and you know that's that's normal that happens so there's it's always like how do I keep people like excited about what we're doing and engaged right I can't just list the same statistics anymore I can't tell the same sad story anymore um and since Bateman launched like everybody is who's ever been engaged with the organization is reaching out to me so it's not just what you guys are doing on social media Mm -hmm. I'm getting contacted in all channels from all people and walks of life who are like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing this everywhere. I'm getting contacted from friends I've known throughout my entire life around the country. They're like, I saw with purpose in this state. I mean, it's it's really it's it's more than you than I could probably even you know like like describe. Mm-hmm. So it's humbling. I feel humbled and and so lucky, mm-hmm. so lucky. And just I I want to help make you guys help help make this experience as meaningful 
as I can for you because it's life changing for me. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's no way I can make it as meaningful for you as it is for me, but I can do my best. Mm -hmm. So, and you guys were talking earlier about um, how this is kind of your way to help the community. Yeah. Yeah, Your way to kind of reach out and do something meaningful. If you would like to go into that with Aaron, that would be great as well. Yeah. So like Diana said, we're PR students. We're not going to be doctors. We're not going to be nurses. But we see that we could use PR in a positive way and mm-hmm. um, bring light to something like your organization and get the community involved. Uh, Long Beach is such a friendly community and mm-hmm. everybody's so family-oriented. So our first event we had was focused not just around our school, um, but it was to involve the community and to get the kids out. So we had a baseball game on Sunday and um, we handed out 40 t-shirts to the first kids who signed up to run the bases and when they ran the bases they wore their t-shirts and during the game they we had like an area where the kids got to play games but also we were able to educate the parents um, about the lack of childhood cancer awareness. So um, they were yeah, super receptive to that. Some of that. Yeah, it was. I was like watching this video of these kids in your community run the bases in like this with purpose T-shirt. I mean, with purpose is all over my house, right? Mm. But like, you know, and it all my friends wear with purpose stuff. But to watch this like community do that was, I mean, that was one of the first like real like holy cow! I cannot believe this is happening. Moments for me mm-hmm. was watching your video of the kids running the bases. Yeah. It was so great. <laughs> yeah, they loved and it. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their parents also were like super, like we can't believe this is happening, and like just they've never realized it, I guess, or mm-hmm. thought about it. Um, so that was really cool. And we got to partner with the local children's hospital and have one of mm-hmm. their patients throw the first pitch for the game. So that was also like super awesome to do. It is. It's important to do that too. It's to create experiences for kids who are going through that and, and for the whole family, mm-hmm. right? It's um, it's dark. That's all I'll say. And so any little light in that darkness is um, it's meaningful in a way that I know really intimately, mm-hmm. um, but that I want to tell you, I know they probably said thank you, but I, I mean, thank you for doing it. Oh. It matters. <laughs> um, and parents don't know they don't I lots of people don't I didn't know until I had to know right mm-hmm. I think that's part of the problem and I think it's hard to look at childhood cancer mm-hmm. I don't you know what I mean it's hard to think about the magnitude of that and p- nobody wants to imagine their kid mm-hmm. with a diagnosis like that and that fear prevents us from seeing a problem and I think that might be part of why you know we we haven't progressed in the way that we should and and how we treat kids yeah yeah. So um, to kind of close out the hour here, um, Aaron, would you like to provide any um, information for finding With Purpose, for reaching out to With Purpose, to supporting With Purpose? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, ev- everything you need to know is on our website, which is um, www.with-purpose.org. Um, and, and, all the contact information on there is is mine. So I'm Erin. Um, I run the organization, and um, 
you know, all these young people at, in, at Long Beach, Bianca and Diana, they, they are advocates too. They know the organization. Um, so if you guys want to list your social media tags, um, they can get lots of incredible information that way mm-hmm. also. Well, how about it, guys? Yeah, you can find our Facebook page at uh, facebook.com forward slash with purpose LB. And then if you want to follow our hashtag on any social media, it's hashtag with purpose LB to keep up with all our events, our fundraisers, and, you know, the baseball game that we just had. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So that has been the D49er update for 22 West and the Daily 49er. I'm your host, Joel Vaughn. Um, you will be able to find the full version of this episode tomorrow on our iTunes page, our Google Play page, and our SoundCloud page. Thank you and good night.